Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. And just to make it confusing, our guest this week is also Emily. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine the confusion when we're all together. You thought the Kevins were a problem. (laughs) Now now we're doing only Emily's interviewing Emily's, except (laughs) <laughs> we promise we're not going to have a like a string of Emilys this time. No. Uh, but just we're just going to pack as many Emilys onto one episode as humanly possible. Yeah. And we, we can't guarantee that there won't be another Emily in future because there certainly might be. But this is the only Emily who's uh, legally my podcast cousin. So <laughs> you may have to give some context for that one. <laughs> the only context that is necessary is that sometimes when a guy in a skunk costume who's pretending it's a badger costume... <laughs> Uh, calls you out at a live show and calls both of you out at a live show and you're both in badger costumes and then you're both canonically badgers and cousins, then that's law. You are legally <laughs> podcast cousins. Now now I do want to find out what the other circumstances are under which you could potentially be podcast cousins. <laughs> no, it can only happen. Only that. <laughs> only for a badger shapeshifter scenario. That's it. Uh, I'll stop. I won't be as cagey about it. Uh, Emily is our dear friend mm-hmm. and we all went to Gen Con together last year and all went to the Magic Tavern live shows last year. If you listen to one of the season two live shows, you'll hear uh, us called out in the audience. And that was fun and weird. Podcast cousin Rhea aside, uh, Emily came on to talk about, well, sort of talk about two things in, in a way. She came on to talk about Persona 5, but sort of more generally the idea of playing a really long video game and like investing yourself in a world like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said long video game. And- not just long game because then it does sound like she's a con artist which she is not as far as i know (laughs) possible (laughs) but no i i think that um everybody has probably had some exposure to the persona series at least having heard of it or maybe seen some art or some some of the design of the the interfaces because um those are very stylish and and unusual but i think even if you have never played any of the games it's a little atypical that like oh let's just do the fifth one in a series (laughs) but it is uh it's still an interesting and relatable conversation i think talking about the benefits of what you can do with that much time and space to explore inside of a game. We also want to point out that if you're familiar at all with the Persona games um, and familiar with some of the content warnings that might apply to those games, we do talk about that a little bit, um, not in excruciating detail, but we would rather mention it so that you know the conversation. Those things will be talked about in, in some respect in the conversation that we have. Yeah, we'd rather put a content warning in that you may not think is completely necessary then not put it in and have you be blindsided so that's just the information we wanted to provide you with but other than that i think a good conversation for for everybody i hope it was a good time for emily as well since i don't know are we more invested in that because she's a friend maybe (laughs) i was gonna be like it was a good time for me thanks for asking (laughs) yes a good time for only emily's (laughs) uh especially emily's (laughs) but yeah let's just get right on to that conversation I don't remember how to start a normal conversation. This is cool and fun. Um, yeah, but hey, thanks for thanks for joining us. Of course, on this cool, fun, casual night. I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> if you want to just like introduce yourself, uh, maybe like describe a little bit like what you do, whether it's like online or in the real world, whatever whatever you're into, um, and then introduce uh, the topic that you brought to talk about. All right. 
Uh, so my name is Emily. Easy enough <laughs> to remember. There's another Emily. I have this problem all the time. I am a student currently still. I'm uh, studying graphic design. Hopefully I'll get a job in that area someday. Yeah, I also do podcasts and I, I love video games. And that's what I'm here to talk about. Specifically Persona 5 and like just the idea of a really long video game that you can just kind of be in. Because that's just my favorite form of entertainment, basically. Yeah, so for people who might not be familiar familiar like I kind of know because I have a couple friends who like live and breathe Persona 5 <laughs> I kind of like vaguely they're school kids and you're fighting things but like uh maybe like a brief synopsis of of the game for people just to kind of give us like a baseline to work with all right I will do my best but the the joke kind of is that it's hard to <laughs> summarize what this game is about <laughs> fair but that's fine basically Persona 5 is and the Persona series as a whole kind of follows this concept like loosely but yes it's it's these kids in high school, and their goal is to go into the hearts of corrupt adults to change their hearts, steal their heart, so that they become a good person and not a bad person anymore, and they like regret their wrongdoings and stuff. And they're just trying to take down the corrupt adults. And in the game, you spend your time with your team going through these palaces, people's hearts, to change them. And you also spend your time living as a high school student in Japan. So you split your time between the two. Uh, forming the relationships and the team of all these people that can use personas, which is basically like, it's like their fighting spirit, pretty much. It's like their inner self that they unlock and use to fight, but it's just like another fighting mechanic, basically. They can use like magic and things like that, and the characters also like usually hold like knives or swords and things like that. <laughs> and you go through the palaces that way. And you do multiple palaces of those, and it gets weirder as the game goes on, but that's basically what happens through the whole thing. And I say this with all of the love in my heart sounds like some real anime bullshit oh absolutely <laughs> which good stuff <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of japanese pop culture that revolves around doing some completely weird thing that like the whole fate of the world hinges on but also having to do your math homework yeah exactly seems rough like it's, like all of the like anime manga uh, jrpgs video games and stuff it's it seems like it's always a high school student that has to do these things well and they always you know i mean like in stranger things or something this is not a spoiler at all like they're never like hang on i've got to do my my lit homework <laughs> before I can go fight this Demogorgon. <laughs> like in America, we're like, ah, oh, I don't care about that part. It's like an interesting element of the, sort of the bleed over of Japanese culture, like into these games, even if they seem pretty out there, like this seems fairly out there. So I have a question about the plot, I guess. Mm-hmm. which I, I understand that I'm not really supposed to understand because I've, I've known people who are Persona fans for a long time and I've never <laughs> gotten it. These corrupt adults, is this something that was like done to them or they're you're fixing people who are inherently bad? Fixing people who are inherently bad, basically. Okay. Like the first guy that shows up is a gym teacher and coach who is just a horrible like pervert and he sexualizes the girls and abuses them. And so that these kids look at that and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop that. So they And they then keep finding people who are inherently bad and have been doing bad things for a long time to change their hearts. And they end up gaining like a following to it through this because the way that they have to change someone's heart is that the person has to be aware that it's going to happen so that their heart materializes like in their inner world. I know it's the more I talk about it, I always realize <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. But bear with me here. So they end up becoming like a vigilante group, basically, and people start to doubt like, are they real? Or 
are they not? And they start to go public with their things, but they're not supposed to, you know, reveal their identities because they're kids. And also this is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) These are absolutely crime boys. And they, you can do, they do it on a smaller scale too. Like those are all the little side quests and things is changing small time people. And then they do the larger ones, the big time people. (laughs) Those are the big palaces versus the small ones. And most of the big ones take like in-game time of a month or so actual time uh it takes a few hours to get through one. Oh, okay yeah i was like otherwise that's a really long time oh yeah uh because you ha- you go through it day by day and you have like school time to do one thing after school is another you can do another thing in the evening and then you go to bed <laughs> and like that's how your days are split but if you go into the palace that takes up your whole day now you had mentioned and and i've heard this is like a narrative i've heard from a lot of other people that like people have spent like literally a hundred hours playing persona 5 or or other games like this so like like, is that, like, I don't, I was about to say, like, is that a choice? But, like, <laughs> is, is the game structured to be that long or are you doing things to lengthen that, like, in all the side quests and all the, like, extra content that's not the main plot? So, actually, like, I see, like, where you would think that, but no, the game is structured like this. The side quests are super small. Like, you could, there are definitely people that have, have added time by grinding through just to make their characters a higher level, but you don't really need to do that. But the game itself is just really long, which is something I found very interesting and unique about this, because I love long games, but usually I'm the one that has to make it a long game. Like, when I played through Red Dead Redemption 2, I did literally every side option that was given to me, and that's what turned it into a nearly 100-hour game. But here with Persona, I just, I was just going through it. I would do a couple of the side missions that got thrown my way. Some of them I couldn't do, some of them I just forgot about, which is not, which is unusual for me because the way that the game pushes you through the day-by-day structure you were just kind of going but it just it didn't stop when you save you can see how many hours you've gone through on that certain save file and i would see that i'm only 40 in and knowing that it's a hundred hour game i'm like i would be like how is there 60 more of this and it would just keep going but it never got tedious or boring or i never had to make that choice to try to make it longer it just it just kept going yeah that's definitely like an interesting phenomenon because like especially like back in ye olden days uh, <laughs> when like video games were a much more limited commodity like in terms of like there wasn't a lot like you could only fit so much on a cartridge right, or yeah. like there were only like a couple publishers that were able to make games or whatever uh, or, or like get games out there like you would see these games that were like artificially hard in order to be like or in order to get your money's worth almost so to then now when we are basically in a surplus of video games like I have uh, more games in my Steam line library than I have hours in my life left. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> to see then a game like make that choice of like, no, this is gonna be a hundred hours and you're gonna like it. Like that's that's pretty wild. You sign a contract with Atlas when you start this game up. But <laughs> you're handing over at least ninety hours of your life to finish the main story here. And I wasn't even playing it on that hard of a difficulty. I can only imagine how much longer it would be if I was playing on the hardest difficulty, which I would like to do, but my I did lend out my copy to Persona a few uh, like a few states away and it's currently out of my grasp <laughs> oh no <laughs> also they're uh remaking it and re like adding a whole bunch of things and redoing a lot of the animations and battle
battle moves and things like that and adding new characters and a whole nother semester to this kid's school time. Like I was talking about how it goes month by month. They're adding that much more. It's coming out in October in Japan and then next year for us, which is unfair. <laughs> but I, considering I did put in, it was somewhere between 90 and 100 hours onto the base game and they're giving us a huge update to it. I can't, I can't even imagine how long this is going to be and I'm so excited. <laughs> so what is appealing to you about a game being long or maybe a better way to word that question is what makes this specific long game satisfying for you instead of feeling like something where you have to sort of grind endlessly or that's too difficult and is frustrating like what is the reward for putting this time in i don't want to sound like it's a cliche but the reward is the journey (laughs) and i really i can't answer like both of those questions so with playing a long game in general for me i really enjoy being able to basically enter the life of like the character not totally as like an escapist sort of thing but sort of that way like you know life is bad sometimes and i've had bad times everyone has bad times and to be able to sit down and be a high schooler from japan that has superpowers (laughs) for hours and like i have like these little friends in this game and i had friends in real life that i could talk about it too which is a icing on the cake but it's so fun to me to be able to be someone else for a while in this fantasy world that doesn't exist Like, I can't go out in real life and go into the Japanese subway system and have it be some endless maze I have to get through while fighting people, because I can't do that. (laughs) And also, that's not real. (laughs) Well, I I have been in Shinjuku Station at rush hour. It's not that far off. (laughs) But yeah, and that's the same case with other games, too, like... I mentioned Red Dead Redemption 2 before. I get to be a cowboy that kills people. I can't do, I could do that in real life, but it wouldn't end (laughs) well. And like Breath of the Wild, that's a whole new landscape and location that doesn't exist and it's just beautiful. And with Persona 5, that one's more interesting because it's not an open world, but you still have these different elements. Like you can explore Tokyo and that's mostly real. (laughs) Of course, it's still stylized and not completely like scale to scale what Tokyo is like, but I can't go to Japan right now i would love to for now this is what i get to experience from that and even just the moments in time when you're talking to the shop owners or the other students and things like that that's a bit more of a real japanese experience added on to the fantasy elements of the fighting in palaces and things like that and you just get to do it for so long So it's a long escape, and I try not to make it unhealthy, you know? Like, I try not to completely cut myself off from the outside world and my friends, and I make that a rule with myself that I'm not gonna let this overshadow my relationship with real people. So, like, anytime I'm playing a game and someone wants to do something, I will 100% drop the game that I am playing to go out and do something else. And I try to make time that I go outside, because I know that this could have easily turned into something that's unhealthy (laughs) as a person, Uh, but I do my best (laughs) not to do that, and I think I do a good job so far. It's the, like, reminder that you get on, like, all the Nintendo games that are like, hey, you've been playing for a while. Maybe you should go outside. Shut up. I don't want (laughs) to. Life is the real game. Like, you mentioned that you have other friends who you are into Persona 5. and Well, like, well but, like, you have other people that you've, like, talked to yeah, about it. Yeah, that's like, more does it. That, does the experience of sharing it change it for you? I think it does. I'm the sort of person that loves to talk about what I'm into, and that is why I also have a podcast about video games. <laughs> and, well, I have other friends that Vigil tried to play Persona 5 a little bit. <laughs> 
But right now she's waiting until the new one comes out because I told her to. But having friends that are willing to listen about whatever you're into at a given time and then also doing that for friends, I, I just absolutely love that. You know, talking about something that you're really into and then hearing about something else that you may not know about, but just seeing like your friend being excited about something. That's just, it's so nice. <laughs> and I tend to obsess over things sometimes. So if I change my phone background to a different picture of Joker from Persona and immediately <laughs> go and flash it at my friend and they're like, ooh, that's good. I get satisfaction out of that. It's it's the it's the shared or the mutual info dump. Of, yeah. Of like, let me be excited at you and then you can be excited at me. That just, I mean, I still probably play these games even if I couldn't do that, but just being able to, especially like if we were waiting in between classes and I couldn't be playing the game at that point in time, but I was thinking about it. So I was talking to someone <laughs> about it it helps <laughs> so because because i have not played this game like I, I mean i'm familiar with the persona series but a lot of it was just through friends who were fans and who cosplayed like really early on like even when the first game came out so i don't know a whole lot about how the gameplay functions so you've talked about that there's kind of these two halves right that there are the the battles inside of these palaces which i assume is fairly typical and what you would expect like we know what game battles are like but what do you what do you do on the school side honestly it's bordering on too much to choose from on the school side so but that's not really a bad thing it's just it really because part of it is time management and what you do to either raise your physical levels or your relationships studying is an option so there's so many different things so you live at a coffee shop you can learn how to make coffee from the guy who watches over you sojiro is his name (laughs) and you use that coffee then you can use that in the palace to regain some energy or you can go out and go shopping and buy items like there's the replica gun store which you use to buy guns (laughs) to use in the palaces because they're not real guns Mm -hmm. right (laughs) but as long as they look like real guns they work inside the palaces i don't know if that's some sort of little reach around that they use to make it so that these kids can have guns in this video game yeah it's funny nonetheless (laughs) you can go to the batting cage and improve your accuracy by trying to hit home runs you can meet up with your friends in any location that has been open to you there's a fishing mini game because that's what makes every video game a video game yes (laughs) so like you can text one of your friends and be like meet me at the planetarium and you have a nice date with yusuke and look at the stars sometimes your friends will come to you with things that they want to do and that's usually the easiest way to raise your relationship with them and when you do that then they unlock other moves that they can use in the palaces and things like that uh like i said you can study you can go eat special food you can just explore the different locations because you open more up and you can read guides that then open more locations or do other things you can play a video game inside the video game wow (laughs) yeah it's the list really goes on and they're adding more again with this expansion and uh, more locations and things to do i know they're adding like a pool table and like billiards and stuff it's so much and that's what you balance your time with there so then you can make things easier for yourself when you're doing the actual battles which is like a normal sort of turn-based system hmm trying to figure out how to word this correctly because you mentioned games like red dead Re- red dead redemption why is that the hardest game title to <laughs> say oh, in the it world absolutely is no matter what i usually just call it red dead because of that if you add the third yeah. word it's all gone <laughs> I, I hope when they do a remaster it's like red dead redemption redux oh, <laughs> oh stop <laughs> uh but you mentioned that you mentioned breath of the wild which uh like you said are more open world games and, and especially with breath of the wild um link is a silent protagonist so you kind of there's a lot more 
I think, like, projection onto the exploration and, like, Link as a character versus Persona 5, from what I've gathered, it seems like, even just from what you've described, is a very, like, character-driven game. So what's the difference between, like, really investing yourself into something like Breath of the Wild versus really investing yourself into, like, Persona 5? I think with Breath of the Wild, the main focus when I was investing myself in that and honestly continue to be, is more of the exploration factor of it. That game is just amazing with its huge world, but every part of it has something to find in it. So it really was just not even paying attention to anything I was supposed to be doing and just like running up and down the map and finding different things to do there. Yeah, Link can go days, weeks without seeing any other person or talking to anybody. And that one's more combat that requires skill. It's just the way that I even just start thinking about the game and then playing it, I know that I'm investing myself in it differently because I know when I started Persona that I was going for something with characters and more just selecting options from a menu and not doing any skill battle or anything like that. And because I'm aware of that and I'm also easy to please in that I don't really have a favorite genre in this sort of situation, I just enjoy the fact that I am going to be in this other world for a long period of time, that I just know what I need to do. And yeah, with Red Dead, it was kind of similar to Breath of the Wild in the fact that it's another large world. But that one does have a more uh, element of character in the fact that you have this team of outlaws that lives lives together and they do their jobs together and things like that. So it's almost like starting to add like a mix of the two if we consider Persona 5 and Breath of the Wild at two opposite ends of the line. Because most of the games I play are like that, like somewhere in between the two of just sort of a all-out open exploration or more of a characters, this is like like a linear plot and you're not doing too much on the edges. I never really thought of it that way before, but that's definitely the way that it goes. Clearly Persona 5 is missing horses then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, some of the personas are horses, so... There you, go. you know, because the, the thing that I'm like really curious about, like, is it's really a commitment to be like, like, it's one thing to get a game and suddenly it ends up being like 100 hours long. Right. And you're like, I guess I'm playing this game for 100 hours. But going into it, knowing like, yeah, I'm going to commit that much time to this. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know if I have a question at the end of that. But just like, are there shorter games that you have that same relationship with or 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 is this something that is really exclusively to these games that you can like really immerse yourself in? There are times when I've played like shorter games where I still feel something this sort of same way. I almost always look up how long a game is going to take to complete or like the average of how long other people have taken to complete it. And I'm normally disappointed if I see it's like 25 hours, but I will still (laughs) play it if I know it's a good game. So like Resident Evil 2, the remake for that one came out recently-ish, but I did pick that one up and that's a shorter one, but it does have the same sort of feeling as immersing yourself in that character in that world because of the way that it is presented. And the way it's presented there is that you are Leon and you're stuck in this zombie apocalypse in this smaller building. At least this is how it starts. And you spend most of the beginning of your time. So this is just how you're immediately entered into this world. And you have to go around and you feel like the fear and you're, you feel accomplished when you solve the puzzle. It feels like an escape room, but it's a game. And there is 
is some attachment then to his character and the other characters that you find along the way because of the world around it. Like, I felt horribly sad when I entered there because there's a whole welcome banner for him and he was supposed to just have joined this police force and all of his co-workers were excited to meet him and mess around with them and stuff. But you enter that and you only find these bits if you look around the environment. But you feel like you're entering it and you're finding these things and then you're sad because, oh, I don't get to be a part of this police force anymore because the zombies are here. And that one doesn't go on for as long because that's just, it's just made as a shorter game. And I don't think that that would be very good of a premise if it was a hundred hour game. I think it would kind of get old, especially because you're usually stuck in a smaller area. But I still get that same feeling of being immersed in a world as a character even though it's shorter. So who is the protagonist? I guess protagonist maybe is the right word. Like who is your kind of entry point into the Persona 5 universe? Like are you a specific character? Is it one of those things where you're like generic um, and you don't see yourself, you only see the other characters? Like how how is that set up? So with the Persona games, and this happens with all of them, there is a character that you're given to be. You get to choose their name and everything, but they do have a set look. For this one, it is Joker, which is, that's his code name. So it's always Joker, but you get to choose what he's named and you usually get like three different dialogue options so you can kind of choose his personality loosely even though you can tell no matter what you choose he's kind of a sarcastic asshole goofball (laughs) he's the best one out of the persona uh protagonists honestly (laughs) but most of the time the persona characters don't talk a lot and that's so you can try to feel more as if you're that character all the side characters do most of the exposition and speaking and stuff for you and you're just kind of there as the leader to make the final decision on a few things but i still very much enjoyed the personality that they did give him especially because it was goofier than they have given the other persona uh protagonists in the past I mean, you can just tell by looking at him. This is the first Persona game where they've given them, like, crazy uh, outfits to wear when they're doing their job. For the other ones, like, 3 and 4, which I haven't been able to play, sadly, because I don't own a PlayStation 2 and there's no easy way to play them besides that. But I did watch, like, their anime adaptations and things like that. Uh, But they just wear their school uniforms when they're doing their job. No, no. In Persona 4, you also get glasses. Oh, (laughs) you're right. Okay. They added a little bit. So you mentioned that out of the protagonists, he's kind of like they've given him a like, even though you have some agency in it, like he's given sort of more of a personality. Like, how does that affect how you sort of approach those games versus like something where you're kind of just given like, here's the character and that you're just playing them like when there's sort of a framework that you're working with, does that change how you relate to it? A little bit. It almost makes me get more into a role play sort of because I have like a base to go off of in this situation and also also just because honestly he just fits most of the things I look for in a favorite character. I was just really into this specifically from the get-go. Yeah, now you have to say what your favorite things are though. You can't okay. you can't just blast I mean, past that. I like I mentioned, he's a bit of an asshole goofball and that that's it. That's what I'm looking for in a character. <laughs> he also stabs that's... people. Another thing high on my list. <laughs> All right, so we're defining your type and it's Oh yeah, no, I got two things on the list right now. He's stabby and sarcastic, but yep. also kind of goofy. That's I, I'm really easy to read as far as favorite <laughs> fictional characters go. It's 
embarrassing to a point. I get called up on it a lot. Sometimes, like, we're watching something, like, I'm watching through JoJo with my friends right now, and a character will show up and they'll be, like, immediately, like, oh, Emily, this one? And I'm, like, shut up. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up. But yeah, that happens also in Red Dead 2, where it's honestly almost the same character type with Arthur, the main ca- character that you take control of, but he's just a bit more cynical. He's, like, a cynical asshole. <laughs> Bit of a goofball cowboy who shoots people in this case and not stabs them. Right. That's what happens to uh, sarcasm with age. It turns into a bit of cynicism. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing through Red Dead in front of some friends of mine and they were concerned and surprised about the amount of murder that took place instead of <laughs> me trying to like talk things out with the people. Because if you steal something and you're caught, they'll go report you to the police. But you can rope them up and convince them not to turn you in or you can just shoot them and the problem's over with. (laughs) And I thought that that was more of an Arthur choice to go with is to just shoot first, (laughs) ask questions later. So that's what I did. Now, so with Persona 5, like, it's it's an RPG, right? So it's it's turn-based. So what about the game as a whole or or even just like a specific element keeps that from becoming too tedious for you? They make it so that you have to think about your choices even with the turns because you're going through a palace and you have a certain set of time to do this. So when I say that like it's about a month or so for each palace, I literally mean like that at the end of the month you get a game over if you don't beat it by then. It's kind of hard to make it that long without finishing it, as long as you've managed your time well. But it really makes you think about how you manage everything. And this goes with both what you choose to do in the real world versus what you choose to do in when you're battling. Because, you know, moose take up uh, SP, and you only have a limited amount of that, and you might have to go home and sleep before you can go back <laughs> to the palace and do that. So you already start off with a way of thinking about how you're going to make your turns, so that you never really stop thinking about it, and it just, it gets more complicated as you go in so it's still refreshing plus the main character of persona they always have the ability to take the other personas for themselves instead of just having one so you're always gathering more and combining them to make new and more powerful ones that have different move sets so you almost always have a different set of teams every time you go through the palaces. And I didn't even come anywhere near completing those sets because you have to play through the game at least twice in order to get the higher level ones. So I could play it again through now and have a completely different set of personas that I use and moves and things like that that I didn't have before. Plus your team members that join you change a lot. Like up until the very end, you're getting new members of the Phantom Thieves for basically every palace. And you get to choose who goes in with you based on what their persona can do things like that what i've gathered from people tweeting their experience with persona 5 has been mostly what they talk about is the relationships like with the other characters i gathered that it was dating some of the time that so you can you can romance the the npcs so yeah you can romance some of the other characters it doesn't have to be someone who's on the phantom thieves team it can be just one of the other people you find in the world it could also be an adult woman and you're playing as a 17 year old boy Hmm. that's a choice (laughs) didn't do that even though the doctor lady is perfection but i would not even in a video game roleplay that was just too uncomfortable for me but yeah so you can level up your relationships with these other characters by getting stuff for them going out to do things with them helping with them with their problems and with most of the female characters once you get that up to i believe it was a level nine out of ten they'll ask to date you or you have the option to ask them and uh they'll always say yes or you'll always say yes if you want 
to. You can date as many of them as you want, but that will blow up in your face later <laughs> when they all show up to give you chocolate on Valentine's Day and it turns into a fight. So I did have Joker date one of his fellow classmates. So it wasn't too strange and I liked her. So, But you can't date any of the guys. I know Atlas is bad at handling situations like these. They're bad at handling basically just any of the LGBT community. It's a sore point with a lot of people. Fairly so. But yeah, that's definitely an option that you have there to date one of the other girls. Well, and, and can you also then like, I think the parlance of like ranking up your like relationships, like can you build those outside of like being like romance relationships? Like yep. or can you just build like camaraderie with people? Oh yeah, you can just be friends and it then basically just, <laughs> you're basically on a level of from acquaintances to best friends. I got it. <laughs> with yeah. Penn being like, yeah, you're, you're my best friend. Yeah, and you I would die for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay, you get to the I would die for you level at about three. <laughs> That's just always the case. I mean, it's literally, it's not called that, obviously, but it's a move where they can, like, take a hit for you or deflect a hit for you at a very Man, early level. three? Wow. It's pretty. Oh, wow. It's pretty early on. I might be wrong about the level there, but it's very early on. It's definitely before five. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somebody's got to do a lot of favors for me before I'm like, I'll take a bullet for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, in this case, it's like I got you, man. I will. <laughs> I will take that fireball for you because you are my ride or die. But I like how this is like, hey, uh, you bought me lunch one time, so like I will <laughs> get throw myself in mortal danger for you. Pretty much. Yeah, that's just kind of how persona relations work. With the characters that aren't members of your teams, it's a bit more interesting because you're not like raising levels just so you can have those move sets. Then when you're in palaces, like you're raising levels with the doctor lady so that she can make you better drugs every time you raise your level enough with any of these outside npcs they'll always connect that you're a member of the phantom thieves they're like listen kid you're not slick <laughs> but i'm not gonna turn you in because i like you is basically how all of those conversations went you can raise your level with a local politician so that he teaches you better speaking skills so that you can uh threaten the personas in the palaces to give you money or items or join your team wait you can shake them down for money yeah yes it's called a hold up it's the best all the characters surround the fallen like so you have to knock them down they surround the fallen enemy with their guns literally pointing at them as you're like listen give me money and then later you get the option to be like so they give you money you get the option to be like that wasn't enough (laughs) and you can just keep that going until the uh fallen enemy is like okay this is enough and they go back into a fight or you can end it and they'll just like run away for the first 20 hours of the game maybe every time there was a hold up i was just so excited that i would also point my little finger guns at the screen (laughs) just because i was it was very funny the first time it's like hey do this and you'll hold them up and i was like what does that mean and it's literally just all these children surround this (laughs) enemy with guns (laughs) one of them is a cat with a gun but that's not important That is important. Okay. It is important. No, yeah. you can't leave that out. One of, the, I'm, one of the characters on the Phantom Thieves is Morgana the cat. And I honestly don't even know how to explain this one. <laughs> there's, I think there's basically always a non-human member of the main team in a Persona game. I don't remember what they were named or anything in the other ones, but... Yeah, this one's Morgana, and it's definitely a cat. I have a a, a very important personal question. Yes. Uh, is the Mothman in this game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Can you tell me about the Mothman the being Mothman, in this game? So all of the personas are characters, enemies, mobs. I don't even know how to describe them because they're so varied. But they're taken from the uh, Shin Megami Tensei series, which is another long-standy, long-standy, long-standing <laughs> RPG series from Japan. And the enemies are based off of a number of myths or things like that. Uh, Japanese yokai, or there's like kelpies, uh, fairies, different things, incubuses, demons, and Mothman. <laughs> He's a long way from West Virginia. <laughs> I know, the, the Shin Megami Tensei Mothman is very good. It's blue. I'm gonna, I'll send you guys a picture of it just because I yeah, have to. Yeah, I think to. we need to see this. <laughs> but, Please. And it's got red eyes, of course, but very colorful wings. And I did keep this one as a member of my team for as long as I could feasibly level them up until I had to meld it with something else. It's very good. Here he is. Oh, I love him. Oh, no. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, my God. Mothman and uh, Jack Frost, I believe, are some of the more famous and recognizable uh, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona characters. He doesn't have arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has wings. That's more biologically accurate. Yeah. No, I know, but... I'm sorry. Now I'm just, like, emotionally compromised. <laughs> That's fair. I also was overcome with emotion when I witnessed this Mothman. I was like, immediately, this one needs to be a member of the team. So you have to, like, interrogate them in order to convince them to come to your side. <laughs> because there are so many of them. I don't know the full number, but I don't remember what they uh, combined to turn into, but he served his purpose. <laughs> And he did it well. I have a I have a thought, but Anne, if you have something, please go ahead. Now I'm just thinking about Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. I was trying to think what what would I do if I had to interrogate Mothman. I think I would feel, especially that Mothman. I think I would feel really bad about it. Normally, when the interrogations go down, it's usually the persona that's yelling at you questions. Ah, okay. So this isn't really a shakeup situation, but they're like, uh, "How dare you do this to me? Would you do this to a woman?" And like, you have to answer that. I'm. There are so many other ones than that but that's really the only one i can think of now because each one has like one of four personalities like they can be uh stubborn and grumpy and things like that and you have to choose your answer based off what personality you think that they have but there isn't really a set yes like this is the correct answer response so it's a you really have to think about what you're gonna say back to this mothman <laughs> in order to <laughs> convince him to come to your side <laughs> So when you, not just with Persona 5, but I guess you could focus on that since that's like what we've been talking about, obviously. It's the point of the show that I've just <laughs> pinpointed. Ha <laughs> But like with these games that you really devote a lot of time to, when you finish them, what is your kind of like emotional response? Like, are you like, great, that was done. And that's like, you put it on the shelf. Like, you had a great time with it, now it's time to do something else? Or, like, do you want to jump back into it? Like, do you want to replay it again immediately? Or do you want to replay it again at all? Once you've finished the experience, this, like, very long experience you've committed yourself to, what is your sort of next step? There's always sort of a feeling of emptiness. <laughs> But um, it's normally not too bad. It varies depending on what game it was or overall how I felt about the experience. So with Persona 5, I think the only reason at this point that I haven't played it through again another time is because I did immediately lend it to a friend. But it's okay because now at this point, I think I'm just going to wait until Royal comes out. Which honestly, the answer to this question can be perfectly solved just by the existence of Persona 5 Royal. And sure. the fact that... <laughs> 
of course I want to play this game again. And they're redoing so much of it and adding so much. So I'm I'm so, so excited. I say, sometimes I just like remember that this exists and it's coming out and that just completely improves my mood 100%. <laughs> it will be here again and it'll be better and more. And I am so excited for that. With Breath of the Wild, I have played that through again after they released a harder mode for it. I was like, yeah, might as well. Uh, with Red Dead, I didn't really have the need or the feeling to continue on with that one. There was still more that I could have explored in the open world, but the way that one ends is just really sad. And I don't, I guess I'll just give a spoiler warning here for the end of Red Dead Redemption 2. Arthur dies, and then you don't get to play as Arthur anymore. And I just didn't want to keep playing as the other character, John, because I was sad. (laughs) (laughs) And with that one, they also have an online version, which I keep meaning to try out and play that one with my brother, because he has the game too, but we just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, But there's definitely been times when I finish a long game like this and been like, "Eh, I'm I'm just not gonna play that one again. Not for any bad reason, just I might time is done yeah so i think you've actually answered what i was going to ask next which was about the balance between your connection to a style of gameplay or a world uh and the way that you interact with that world versus the characters that are in it that it does sound like maybe you lean slightly more towards the characters than just just solid the gameplay would do you think that's accurate yeah i would definitely say that that's accurate I am definitely the type of person who latches on to different characters. And I mean, if you were to scroll through my camera roll on my phone right now, it'd be mostly characters that I like. And you can just kind of <laughs> gauge that from that. <laughs> it's never happened before like it did with Red Dead 2, where I, I didn't continue to play a game just because I was sad. But that was definitely the case there. But I won't get rid of that one because I have the steelbook for it. And it also <laughs> is just special to me. And I would feel bad for getting rid of that one. Because sometimes I finish a game and... And I'll go and trade it in at GameStop because I'm poor. And in order to get more of these games, I need to trade the other ones in to have money. So I'll just, I'll move on. But with this one, I didn't want to. That one's staying on the shelf. No, that's really lovely because it's. I think there's. I think that says something about the fact that like you've connected or related to like a character in 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 a piece of media, and like whether you come back to it or whether you finish your time with it, like that is always going to be meaningful to you. And and that's like a really that's a really lovely way to look at it and look at like games in general because so much of the conversation around video games is around like, oh, is this an RPG? Is this an action game? Is this an adventure game and and really it's just like well what do you connect with and and it's story and characters you know and and it's a story like video games are just stories uh and it's it's really lovely to hear that kind of thing come through with with your experience yeah that tends to be what i do focus on more is the experience as far as the connections go and not the gameplay of course that sort of experience can be ruined by horrible gameplay but even if it's just like mediocre and even if it's stellar gameplay i can still get through something like that because of connections and that's why i think that even though i played so many hours of skyrim that it just doesn't have the same feeling for me because that game just doesn't really have any sort of personal connections with characters or anything because it's a bethesda game and (laughs) there's just too much of it that it could just kind of feels sort of lifeless at that deep level so because i was thinking about this too like when i was thinking about what i was going to talk about to you guys i'm like man skyrim is one of the games that i've played the most because that's just the sort of game that everyone has on every system that we've ever owned and so it's just always been there and it's a fantasy open world experience and that seems like something I'd like a lot and I did enjoy it but just not at that sort of connection level where I felt immersed in it so 
characters and that sort of relationship is very important. Yeah, do you think that that's part of why you appreciate the longer games? Because, I mean, obviously it gives more room and time for character development, but it also gives you more time to spend in this space with these people. Like, is that, do you think that that's an aspect besides the gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. That's why sometimes I get disappointed when I see games are shorter, because I know I won't have as much time to be in this space and that's why i love persona so much because i liked so many of the characters and i was with them for so long yeah (laughs) and i will be again (laughs) so so typically what we ask is to kind of give the elevator pitch for the for the thing you've brought like what if you had to like sell someone on the idea of committing yourself to like a like a a hundred hour (laughs) game like persona 5 uh what would you say to to that person man i have to do this so often you don't understand (laughs) so hard to get people to commit to a game that long basically just if you want to experience the lives of other people but in a very fun and meaningful way then i would absolutely recommend persona 5 and games like that but definitely persona 5 because it's a charming story with good characters and fun and interesting gameplay that just never gets old and that's good because it's long okay all right i have i have come up with a hypothetical so if there was a tron style scenario but for Persona 5, but it wasn't just you. Like it wasn't, so we're not going to pick characters. Like you have to have a party to go fight in a palace, but it has to be people (laughs) that you know in the real world. (laughs) Who would you take in your party? Okay, so first would be my dog. My dog would be the (laughs) animal compartment, like the animal friend, like Morgana is the cat, but my dog (laughs) would be able to talk and fight and it would be great. And then I'd take, oh man, I would just have to take my friends Emma and Vigil because <laughs> even though I'd have to deal with the two of them <laughs> at the same time <laughs> I love them both and they might be able to help me I'm not sure how well either of them can wield weapons but I think we can figure it out <laughs> which one of them would you trust with a sword more oh neither oh I'm gonna end up getting stabbed in this situation <laughs> maybe I maybe I should change my answer but I'm not going to <laughs> my dog's the one I trust the most <laughs> Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. This was incredible. Um, Where can people find you online? Uh, Anything you want to plug? This is your space, so go for it. I am on Twitter. I was Power Up Emily, where I mostly just post about video games I've been playing or like anime or manga I've been watching or reading, just stuff that I like in general. Um, and that's definitely tied to my podcast, uh, Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond, which I do with my friend Vigil, where basically it's just kind of like what I did just now, where we only talk about video games, <laughs> but we'll choose a different one each week, talk about it, what we like about it, or we'll have other people on to talk about why they like it. And it's just, like I said before, I like to talk about things that I like. And it's a fun time. Oh, great. Well, thank you again so much. Cool. <laughs> Podcast. We did it. All right. <laughs> and it didn't take a hundred hours. <laughs> it's true. Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com. Or rank up our podcast relationship. If you have a moment, please rate and review us wherever feels right in the place your heart tells you. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or go to a palace and shake down a persona. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 